This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Who doesn't love shopping online? Trying to find a coupon code, though, can be a total pet That's why I shop with Rakuten. It's a free tool that does all the searching for you and instantly applies your savings at checkout. Plus, now here's the best part. You earn cash back on most purchases. Shopping in store? No problem. Just link your debit card to earn even more. You can download this on your computer or as an app on your phone. Check out our show notes for a direct link. Use our code and earn $10 cash back today. Hi, I'm Monica. And I'm the other Monica. And we are two Monicas in a microphone. Join us each week to talk about nothing serious. Seriously. We'll talk about life, differences of opinion, our favorite obsessions, and anything we find interesting. So put on your tinfoil hat and tell me whether or not Curious George has a tail. Wait, (laughs) I don't think he has a tail. He has a tail. Do you know? I don't know. Ah, yes. So you are experiencing a little bit of the Mandela effect. I will tell you though, your first instinct was correct. He does not have a tail, but a lot of people remember him having a tail. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today is the Mandela effect, which is a phenomenon of false memories, but shared by the public at large. Ooh, this sounds good. (laughs) It's really good. Actually, Brady is the one who first turned me on to this and he asked if I had heard about it and I said no. And then he went into all these examples of stuff, which I'm going to do with you. You're going to have kind of the same experience I had with my teenage son as I realized that there is a phenomenon out there and it's really intriguing and it is definitely a rabbit hole. Might not be so much a tinfoil hat as a rabbit hole. Okay. Yeah, I think you're going to enjoy I love it. Both. I had to be careful to not get down a rabbit hole on this only because of time. Have a lot going on right now. I would love to have spent hours scouring all the different false memories that we have as a collective whole. Story of our lives, right? It is. It really is. Yeah. Time, time, time. Don't you wish. But speaking of time, what have you been up to? I think you've been moving. You are a nomad and you've been living in a couple of different Airbnbs, people's homes. Are you recording from someone's home now, right? I am. I'm recording from my friend Tanya's house and she has a beautiful home and we have complete run of her third floor. So we're very comfortable and I kind of wish I didn't have to leave. (laughs) (laughs) because then it means I'm moving someplace else again. Oh, I know. Eventually you're going to settle down and and you'll have your nice new home and and your nice new state. And I'll be able to post pictures of my actual podcast studio instead of, you know, random spots on the floor, in a bathroom, in a closet, at a kitchen table. (laughs) Yes. The other day, Zach goes, what is this on your Instagram story? He's like, it's on your podcast Instagram story. He said, what is this? And I said, well, first of all, honey, I didn't take that picture. And how can you not tell that's not in our house? But secondly, I think that's a shoebox that Monica's propping her microphone up on. Was it? Because I needed it higher and I didn't want to be laying down talking. Yeah. So y'all, those are the links that Monica's going through to produce um, this podcast and this entertainment for you. I mean, she seriously is very committed and I have to give you props for that, Monica, because as you know, when I leave my house, I'm like, oh, sorry, y'all, not recording. (laughs) Okay. So you haven't heard of the Mandela effect. I think a lot of people haven't unless they've been on YouTube or have a teenage son, I think, then maybe they've they've come across it. There's something similar that I think most of us have experienced. Have you ever experienced what they call deja vu? No. You've never had deja vu? Mm -mm. Wow. I don't think so. No. Oh, wow. I don't know that I've met someone who hasn't had deja vu. Okay. So for those who aren't in, who are not aware of what deja vu is, it's basically an unsettling feeling that you get and you think you're reliving the same moment again, not a big moment, a small moment, such as I'm in the kitchen. I just grabbed this snack. I just said this thing to Brady about track practice. This has all happened before, but none of it has actually happened before. And you feel almost like you've been reset. So like, let's think back uh, or let's think about when you're listening to a podcast, you know, you can go back 15 seconds and listen again. It's kind of like that. Only you're probably only going to go back about two to three seconds and then you reset and relive it again. And you've never had that. No, most of the time what happens is I have all these things that I want to say in my head while I'm doing something. And then the moment comes for me to say them, but I've 
been so in my head that I don't say them because I think I already have. Yes. And that's a different type of phenomenon. I don't have okay. what that is, but it is, it's a different type of phenomenon like deja vu. So deja vu is just this feeling that you're reliving a moment again. So in some ways it's similar to the Mandela effect because it's a memory, it's a, mm -hmm. a feeling, but what's really different and what I think makes the Mandela effect even more fascinating is that when I get deja vu, it might be unsettling to me personally, but Zach isn't simultaneously experiencing the deja vu, which right. is what makes the Mandela effect so fascinating. It's happening to multiple people at a time. Multiple people mm. are having a false memory. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so no more. You, yeah. So I'm interested on some of these, what you think, because, and we will break down what we think causes it. We will also see what other people think causes it. And we will go through several examples. I did want to make a side note here. Have you ever heard of the Streisand effect? No. To do with people's ears popping because Barbara Streisand singing? <laughs> no, it actually doesn't. It's a, okay. it's another public phenomenon though. And it's not quite the same type. And I know that people talk about the Streisand effect a lot. So I wanted to go look it up. And basically that is when you don't want people to know about something. And so that, and you try to hide it. And the fact that you mm -hmm. don't want them to know causes the public to go seek out the answer and then flood the rest of the public with it. So something that maybe only a few people would have known about, like a photo that was taken of her house, only six people had viewed it. But whenever she asked that, they, they take the photo down, 420,000 right. people viewed it. So I think that- <laughs> So it is named after her. <laughs> it is named after her. She is the one who started That's this hilarious. phenomenon. Now she probably didn't start it, but she, it is named after her. And then Beyonce did something a similar. Are you familiar with that meme where Beyonce has the worst look on her face and she's kind of squatted down. It was during some performance. She almost looks demonic. I mean, she can't help it. They mm. took the picture, you know, they take shutter pictures. So you're yeah. going to get every single moment. Right. It's so bad. And so Buzzfeed had shared it. And then her publicist contacted Buzzfeed and they said, Hey, there are so many other pictures you can choose besides this one. Please do not post that anymore. So Buzzfeed's response was to make a post that says, Blow it up. Oh yeah. The unflattering photos Beyonce's publicist doesn't want you to see. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So that was a Streisand effect for her. And it happens a lot. It can happen personally. Oh wait, I think my dog's outside. I'm going to be right back. Alrighty, I'm back. So while the Streisand effect may be a public phenomenon, it doesn't really have any conspiracy theories. It's easily explained. Okay. Yeah, it is easily explained. It's basically two parties. One party wants to keep something secret. The other party says, hey, now we know you want to keep that a secret and we're going to blow it up. <laughs> Basically, very simple. Uh, but this, the Mandela effect, which is named after Nelson Mandela, um, I guess I what happened. Yeah. So I was like, why does Nelson Mandela, what does this have to do with anything? So I guess he's the catalyst for the first time that anyone really noticed this phenomenon was happening. Um, a paranormal researcher named Fiona Broom. Oh my gosh, I can't breathe because I ran mm -hmm. upstairs. Just give me a second. Yeah, take your time. But so the Mandela effect is named after Nelson Mandela. And it came about when Fiona Broom, who is a paranormal researcher, and she noticed that a lot of people had the same memory about the South African president and about how he died. And most hmm. of those people remembered that he died in prison in the 1980s. Now, do you remember that? You and I are a little no, bit. that's not true. Right. So that's not so true. The reason that would not be true for me is because I was like a little, little kid in the eighties. By the time he did die, I was an adult and I do right. remember when it happened. Yes. yes. So he died in 2013. Not well, that long ago, really. Not that long ago. Um, actually at the time that she discovered this phenomenon, I'm not even sure he had passed away yet. Yeah. So she's like, why does everyone think that he passed away in a prison? I mean, he was released from the prison mm -hmm. <laughs> and he even was a leader again. So, 
the fact that people thought he died in prison is kind of crazy. Now, you can chalk that up a lot to maybe being young, being American, that being recent history, you know, Mm -hmm. things that happen in your lifetime aren't always remembered the same as learning in a book. So there's different ways maybe to think about it. But again, she's a paranormal researcher, so she really wanted to look into it further and realize that there's just a lot out there about people misremembering. And I think misremembering is normal. You know, yesterday, or I said to you, I don't remember which one of us said that quote in the Royal um, about- Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, about the Prince Charles not killing his mother. And that was, it was, it's a pretty funny quote. And and you're like, oh, I said that. And honestly, I couldn't remember. I almost thought I said it, but I didn't say it. (laughs) Have you ever had that happen to you before? I definitely have, especially with Paul. Like we think, I think I I said or did something. He's like, no, I did it. I'm like, no, it was me. He's like, no, it was me. And one thing I've learned with Paul is Paul is always right. And he is right. (laughs) Well, some people are right more often than others. It's it. They just have more of a memory. I have a I have a brother like that, and I I trust his memory more than mine. So I know the go to on that. Actually, that's going to come into play here later. I'm going to bring up my brother Mark. I've had experiences like that. A lot of them. I actually got in an argument in the fifth grade and had to sit out in the hallway because I was arguing with my friend about which one of us made up this character in this play we were doing. Okay. So apparently, I was very big into arguing over that and being right. But then another time, my cousin, who's also my my very dear and best friend since we were very, very small. She was retelling me a story about how I told her about what heaven was like right after our grandmother had died. And I looked at her and I said, Amanda, I didn't tell you that story. You told me that story. I said, I remember vividly. Oh, how funny. Oh yeah. We were sitting on top of a viaduct and it was just the two of us. And we were one with nature, if you will. And it was a very peaceful moment for me. And I just remember how peaceful it was because of what Amanda was saying. Um, She said, no, that's the memory I have. Everything was so peaceful because what you were telling me. So to this day, we still just think that that's an unexplained experience because neither one of us remember telling the other one the really comforting, peaceful part. So I do think that you can have unexplained shared experiences and memories, but again, the Mandela effect, that's all of us, right? That's all of us. So I want to play a clip for you. It's about three minutes long, but I'm serious. Like you'll want me to play the entire 10 minutes because it's so fascinating. And it's going to give you some Mandela effect examples. Monica, now I didn't tell you this ahead of time. And also those of you listening, I didn't tell you either, but you might want to grab a pen and a piece of paper so that you can write down the ones that you feel like you are having a Mandela effect with. The ones that you want to argue and say, no, 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 that is not how I remember it. So if you just want to pause this and grab that, or you can hold it in your mind, whichever one, but this video goes a little fast and there's a lot of them and we'll discuss them later many people believe that things have been altered in their reality from the way they remember them they believe the cause of this is the mandela effect while no one is sure why it's happening there are many theories the mandela effect is believed to be an alternate reality effect so not every single effect will apply to everyone an example that might be ridiculous to someone might be a reality to someone else this is the nature of the mandela effect Every single brand and logo shown here has been checked against databases that track these changes. No change has been recorded. So this is not just a case of rebranding of any kind. So these changes are either due to the Mandela effect or there was never a change at all. I will present all examples as before and now. Before being as people remember it and now as it is in our current reality. This list was created from the combination of two previous lists. All typos and errors have been corrected to the best of my ability. Here are 100 Mandela Effect examples in under 10 minutes. People remember Nelson Mandela dying in the 80s in prison. He actually died in 2013. The village people have an extra member now, a military guy. In the movie The Wizard of Oz, the scarecrow now has a pistol. The famous quote from Snow White, mirror, mirror on the wall, is now magic mirror on the wall. The back of the eye sockets never had bone, now it does. Tony the Tiger now has a blue nose instead of black. JCPenney is now JCPenney with an extra E. 
Hitler's eye color changed from brown to blue. Sally Field's famous Oscar acceptance speech line, You like me, you really like me, has been changed to you like me, right now, you like me. Chuck E. Cheese is now Chuck E. Cheese's. Desi Arnaz is now Desi Arnaz. Procter and Gamble is now Procter and Gamble. The opening song from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood has changed from It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood to It's a Beautiful Day in This Neighborhood. An interview with The Vampire has not been changed to an interview with The Vampire. People remember the Mona Lisa being emotionless. Now she has a smirk. Home Depot is now the Home Depot. The Berenstein Bears are now the Berenstein Bears. The Staples logo now has a staple instead of an L. People remember Gene Wilder died in 2013. He actually died in 2016. The famous quote from I Love Lucy, Lucy, you got some splaining to do, was never said. Oreo's double stuff is now spelled with a single F. Seth MacFarlane is now Seth MacFarlane. One of the famous quotes from The Wizard of Oz, Fly My Pretties Fly, is now just fly, fly, fly. During the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, People remember only four people in the car. Now there is six. Okay, so okay, I'm really confused. So yes. the before is what actually happened. The before the is how people remember it. Doesn't we don't know if it actually happened, but that's our collective memory. Okay, I would say the collective memory is on crack. Really? So for me, yes. fly my pretties fly with the Wizard of Oz is something that I've said before. Yes. It's wrong. It's just fly, fly, fly. Does she never say fly my pretties fly ever? No. Not in any promo. No, that's the thing with the Mandela effect is that there's no evidence. There's no way that you can explain our collective memories. So that's the one for me. I would say that and Lucy with Ricky Ricardo never saying, Lucy, you have some splaining to do. He never uttered that. I feel like I've seen him say it and I used to watch that. Here's the thing. Maybe he never said it in a full episode, but perhaps he said it in a promotional in a commercial there's just no evidence that he's All ever right. said it that it, it doesn't mean that what you're saying is not mm-hmm. true it's just that you what you just said is not provable got it so for me another one and i'm not a jfk person like you meaning you i'm not saying you're big into jfk but you're you read the book it got yeah. you into conspiracy theories or at least thinking that things are possible and you were young when you saw it i never realized that the limousine or the Cadillac or whatever he's in here, the convertible sedan, that it had six people in it. And it has like a, it's like a three-seater convertible with six people in it. Yeah, it's it looks like a limousine convertible. Yeah. So if you were to have a limousine with two rows, three rows of seating. And that's how you always remember it. You know, I don't think I've ever given it any thought. Okay, because that's the other way the Mandela effect works. And I'll do that here in a minute. Minute is that I'll ask you what you remember and we'll see. So this is one thing for us to watch this video and see what is right and what is wrong. It's another when I ask you to recall it, you may recall something as the collective memory that's wrong. So I want to see if you do because it's really interesting. On some things when Brady did it with me, Mm -hmm. I was wrong. And on other things, I remembered it the correct way. So we're going to play that little game here now with you. Actually, I do believe. Mm. When you say the correct way, it's as it actually happened correct way is as it actually happened. I am not saying that the correct way is some weird thing. (laughs) I'm saying as provable. Yes, as provable. And like the guy said in the very beginning, he went back through, he's checked things. Plus, he's not the only person out there who has. So a lot of these things are collective memories. Or I think what happens is sometimes when you're put on the spot and you're trying to remember something you're not super intimate with, 
you don't always remember it the correct way. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you a few and you tell me your memory or if you what you think about it. We're going to try that, okay? And everyone at home, play along. This is super fun. I had so much fun doing it with Brady. The Monopoly Man. Does he... Did he ever have a monocle? Does he wear a monocle? I would like to say yes. My answer is yes. He does not. What? Okay. Uh-huh. See? Now, just a minute ago, you're saying everybody's crazy. Mm, so, obviously, I'm the crazy one. You're the crazy <laughs> one, clearly. But I answered the same thing. I said monocle. I still, when I see him, even though I've seen the before and afters, if you will, the correct incorrects, he has a monocle. I never imagined it on his eye, but it was like he's holding it. I don't know. I just can't get that out of my head. A lot of people say that may have to do with the fact that the planter's peanut guy okay. Okay. has a monocle, which now that the man- Well, I'm wondering if he ever had a monocle in the McDonald's Monopoly game. I doubt it. Why would he? No, they would have been able to prove that. I'm just saying okay. maybe. Uh, you can wonder all you want. Now, a top hat is usually associated with a monocle, mm -hmm. and that's probably why we do that. And we'll go on to why do we think this later. This is just going to be a real quick, give me your thoughts, and then- Oh, he's got glasses. No, or is he... that? No. No, he doesn't. No. Never mind. He, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm not it's, wearing my glasses on. I know. <laughs> and it's like, whenever Brady did this to me, I really was resistant that I would be part of this Mandela effect. I, I didn't want to be a part of it. Not that it means anything, but I just thought, no. Well, I think it's, you know, the number eight Enneagram in me. I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> okay, so do you remember Jiffy peanut butter? I remember Jiff peanut butter. <laughs> It is just Jeff. Same for me. I only remembered Jeff. Because Jiffy was is only associated in my head with Jiffy Pop. Like right, popcorn. right. Okay. Are you familiar with Star Wars in the famous line, Luke, I am your father? Yes, I'm familiar with it. It's not real. It didn't happen. Wow. Okay. Right. He says, no, I am your father. Oh, no, I am your father. Yeah. Okay. I remember learning about that one several years ago before the Mandela effect was anything I was familiar with. And I thought, how have I remembered this wrong? How has all of pop culture repeated it wrong? And how is and how has James Earl Jones even quoted it incorrectly as Luke, I am your father? Perhaps the collective memory wrote it better. I I agree. The collective memory did write it better and I and I like remembering it that way. What about Silence of the Lambs? Hello, Clarice. Hello, what about that Clarice. line? You remember that line? Yes, I do remember it. Yeah, it didn't happen. What? <laughs> Um, no, he doesn't say hello, Clarice. I think he says hello at some point. And he also says Clarice. He never says them together. Oh, it's so much creepier. Hello, Clarice. It's super creepy. And it's part of our pop culture, mm -hmm. but never happened. Uh, here's one. The spelling of Fruit Loops. Is it fruit spelled the way it should be? F-R-U-I-T or fruit spelled fruity? F-R-O-O-T. I'm going to say it's the, the accurate spelling, fruit, U-I-T. <laughs> It is not. It is F-R-O-O-T, loops. Now, I, I don't do... know this because I was never allowed to eat it. Okay, people? That's why I don't know that one. I was allowed to eat it. And my children do eat cereal on occasion. We treat that more like a snack or a treat than breakfast, like I like I treated it. But I remember when I bought the first Fruit Loops for Lillian, so in the past 10 years, and I thought, when the heck did they start sell spelling fruit like that? <laughs> So I don't know. I have no idea if that's real or not. Okay, so here's another one. Is it sex in the city or sex and the city? Sex in the city. Hello, everyone. I forgot because of the Mandela effect. I cannot even be confident on what I just wrote down the day before. It's sex and. And the, the city. city. Wow. Yes. yes. Okay, so I think I have an explanation for some of these. I do too. Okay. <laughs> Especially this one. We'll go one. into that later. No, you can go into that one right now because that one's okay. pretty obvious. I think it has to do with pronunciation. 
Yes, absolutely. That's it has to do with pronunciation, not enunciating every single word. And we tend to truncate words and squish them together. So absolutely. Sex in the city. Sex in the city can also be sex and And, city. I never watched that show, but people talked about it. So I heard them say sex in the city because they were meaning to say and, but we're lazy and we say sex in the city. Right. And since I never saw it, I didn't really see the spelling of it. I only Mm -hmm. heard it. Mm -hmm. So I think that one is very explainable. And to me, you're taking all this time to talk about the Mandela effect. You shouldn't even include that one. But that's just me. Okay, so Fruit of the Loom. Think about their logo. We know it has fruit in it, right? Is the fruit standalone or is it coming out of a cornucopia? I think it's standalone. It is standalone. I thought it came out of a cornucopia. Some people swear it comes out of a cornucopia, but it doesn't. You know what I just did there? I went with what I thought it would be, which is the cornucopia, how I remember it. And I chose the opposite. Oh, yeah. See? So you did remember it with a cornucopia. I did. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Okay, so here's another one. Is it cheese it's or cheese it? Um, I want to say it's cheese it, but you never eat just one. So it's always cheese it's. It is cheese it, but I'm sure people say, give me the cheese it's. And again, that's not one that I would consider part of this Mandela effect. Like some of the others have been for us, especially the movie quotes that don't even happen. Those just blow my Mm -hmm. mind. Can you describe the color chartreuse? Yes, it's a very bright green. Yes, very good. One, are we amazed that I could pronounce that? And two... Yes. (laughs) To a big star for you. Thank you. You can mail it to me. People think that chartreuse is pink. Every time I see chartreuse, I always think, what? It's that color? But I don't know that I necessarily think it's pink. I always thought it was blue. I don't know. Weird. Here's one. Is it a lion or a wolf that will dwell with the lamb in the Bible verse? I want to say it's a lion will lay down with the lamb. It's a wolf. Wow. Yeah, that one made my head hurt and I didn't like it. Yeah, no. (laughs) And I went and looked it up. There are probably a million photos with a lion and a lamb laying next to to each other. Yes. So drawings, paintings, all of that. Yes. And that comes from revelation where Jesus is both the lion and the lamb, but then people take the scripture from Isaiah and they Mm. put the two together is what really happens there. I, I, at least I hope that's what happens there. Right. Yes. (laughs) And here's one that is really intriguing. How many planets have rings? And I'll give you a choice. One, two, three, or four. Well, the kids and I, we did a little bit with the the planets not that long ago. Oh, so you may actually know the- Yeah, I want to say it's two. It's four. Oh, okay. Most people say two. I said one with it being Saturn, but there are actually four, which I don't even know what they are because I didn't know any other besides Saturn had one. All right. So what do you think after I've gone through these? I mean, what are you thinking about the Mandela effect now? I think it's a combination of speech affecting people's memories as far as how things are spelled. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the crazy ones are the actual incidents, you know, like JFK watching a movie and thinking something was said and it not really being said. Mm-hmm. I bet you for Silence of the Lambs that they put out a clip that had the Hello Clarice no. squished to... No, are you sure? Yeah, so what has really happened with that one? That's when I studied because that one and Luke, I Am Your Father really bothered me. Mm-hmm. But it, it's along the same lines of what you're going to say. But it's it's that those things are said so close together, just like Luke, I Am Your Father. They're all okay. kind of said within the same scene. So no, there is no evidence of Hello Clarice, you know, even as mm-hmm. we know, we can edit things to make it sound like we're saying sentences we didn't say. Right. Uh, sorry to spoil <laughs> that for everybody. <laughs> but sometimes you have to do that. And that happens in, in production with movies as well. But it but it's not. And that's the one thing about these is that people really have researched these. Um, and you can't find the evidence of what you're saying. The number eight in me is having a really tough time with this. Yeah, well, I think that even possibly things like Luke, I am your father and hello, Clarice could also be along the lines that a famous person misremembered it and then a famous person quoted it. And then we just remember that. I think that's so much more likely than the theories I'm getting ready to get into. (laughs) Okay. These are fun. I will tell you. (laughs) 
<laughs> one common theory is that when I say common theories here, I just mean when where are you getting these theories, theories from? Oh, all over. Like if you just look up Mandela effect, just like you can look up a JFK assassination, right? So there's just going okay. to be so much, so many people talking about it. Now the Mandela effect is real. I mean, I, I went on to like psychology today and read about it. I mean, it's real. Like the fact mm -hmm. that we do this, obviously, we just proved that we do it. So it's real. But what is causing it is when you get into what I would call science fiction. <laughs> and so that's what I mean by theories. These are not theories by psychologists who've studied this. These are theories by just normal people trying to explain this away other than the things that you and I just explained, right? So okay. people who want it to be more, and I am not saying they are wrong. I am not saying they are right. I'm just saying I don't see the evidence for these things at all. Um, <laughs> our incorrect memories are actually correct memories of a different timeline caused by time travelers. Okay. That's tin a foil hat. I don't know. It's missing. I can't find it. <laughs> right. And that's why I said you might have to put your tin foil hat on for this one. <laughs> Here's one that I really, really like. This is fun to think about and would be a great sci-fi show or movie. In 1988, we slid forward to 2013 and saw Nelson Mandela's funeral collectively. And then collectively, we all slid back to 1988. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Some people want to blame it on quantum computing, and that is so far outside of my understanding that I couldn't even articulate to you why they think that, um, because my science knowledge is very basic, but a lot of people think that quantum computing has affected molecules and time and... I don't know. I, and like I said, I couldn't, uh, Yeah, I could not even, even when somebody else broke it down, they were trying to break it down in layman's terms. And even they said, and other gobbledygook that we can't really explain because it's so it's, it's for such the very astute scientific mind or physics mind. Now here's another one. <gasps> CERN, C-E-R-N, which is a European organization for nuclear research, is knowingly manipulating black holes. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, and I have, I, we will be talking just a little bit about that here in a minute, about uh, some theories and evidence on that one. But that's a theory. So, and then here's another one, which I think you will really appreciate. <gasps> We're living in the real matrix. And I'm going to actually play a clip from the matrix. I'm very interested to see what you think about this because the matrix is part of the mandela effect conspiracy side so we're kind of diving into the conspiracy side here okay Ooh, are we talking red pill blue pill maybe you'll just have to you'll just have to watch here okay so. okay and we're talking about keanu reeves yes which is why monica would of course love this and for today's video we have one from the matrix this is a personal favorite of mine I have seen The Matrix at least 20 times, it's one of my favorite movies, and recently it also became a very popular meme, the what if I told you quote. I personally remember the, the quote, as many pe other people do, as, what if I told you that everything you knew was a lie, and this line is said by Morpheus speaking to Neo. However, as it turns out, I was shocked, as are many other people, to find out that this what if I told you quote was never said at all in any of the three Matrix films, which to me was pretty shocking, but actually pretty fitting uh, considering it's the Matrix and this is the Mandela effect. I find it amusing that during the Matrix, I believe it was Trinity that tells the Neo when he experiences deja vu that something has been changed in the Matrix by a programmer. And that is also one of the very popular theories uh, regarding the Mandela effect. So perhaps a little bit of a deja vu happened and that quote ceased to exist. Okay, Monica, I know that you're a big Keanu Reeves fan. I don't know how much of The Matrix you watched. I've only watched it maybe two times. Zach was really into it. So I watched it in theaters and then I have watched it at home before. It's not like Star Wars for me where I've watched it over and over and over. I've seen them about as many times as you have. And yes, I do love Keanu, but my obsession with him or my little crush didn't start until, I don't know, 
half a dozen years ago. Okay. So that is one of the bigger Mandela effect examples that make people really buy in to the Mandela effect being more of science fiction. They wouldn't say science fiction, but what we would consider science fiction is that there's this very famous line in a movie about a matrix and everything being not real. And even in this particular video that we just watched, it talks about how he says, whoa, deja vu, you know? So deja vu Mm -hmm. is something that I have experienced myself. So we're talking about why people think this might be real. And there's, there's a thing called residual evidence that people who believe in the Mandela effect being something more than just a psychological phenomenon, they think that there's more to it. And they say that's because there's things like residual evidence. And there's this clip from the same person who's done all these other clips. I felt like he's really researched a lot. So I trust playing his clips. Like not that I'm believing the theories, but that he's taken the time to present them. Sure. So I'm going to play this one about Sally Fields. And we played this a little bit earlier, but he's got some residual evidence and even some other type of evidence. Hmm. Next, we have Sally Field and her extremely famous Oscar acceptance speech in the now very famous words she spoke during that speech. This quote has been used in so many different places and is very popular and it was a very uh, popular quote instantly after she said it. Everybody remembers this thing as, you like me, you really like me. However, apparently that has always been incorrect. The quote is, you like me, right now, you like me. And I have a little brief montage of places where this quote has been used. And I'm also gonna play what Sally Fields actually said. Here it is for you guys. Deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. I guess this means you like me. You really like me. 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 Before I move on to the next Mandela effect, I just wanted to point out the fact that there is another Mandela associated with Sally Field, and it has to do with the fact that many people remember her name as Sally Fields. Uh, This is not on the list. I just wanted to point that out since there's two Mandelas associated with uh, Sally Field. And interestingly enough, uh, CERN is one of the big theories behind the Mandela effect. And there's a big coincidence here since Sally Field's brother works at CERN. Whoa, tinfoil hat. That is tinfoil hat. But the thing that gets me about the Sally Fields one is that while we watched a ton of clips, I think it could be the phenomenon of one famous person says it wrong. Wrong. Mm -hmm. But so many, when you watch that clip, so many of the people saying it were her contemporaries. It wasn't like someone 10 years later was saying it. It was in the moment too. It's very interesting. I like the old way, the Mandela effect way is way cooler sound then you like me right now. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. No, I, again, I think the collective memory wrote it better. Yeah. And isn't that kind of scary in a way that collectively we can rewrite history to be what we want it to be? Oh my gosh. You've just said what I have been thinking and wanting to say. <laughs> so easy to rewrite history. Yeah. I mean, look so easy to rewrite history. So easy. So that that's why I think it's just important, even with this Mandela effect. And when my son, who's a teenager, he's not an adult, he doesn't have fully developed frontal lobe, right? That when we come across some of this stuff that we really use our critical thinking skills, which we're going to do here in a minute. So there's another one, Monica, I want to bring up. So because it has to do with residual evidence. So the Sally Fields, it had residual evidence because so many people said it. Right. Right. So that's one way the Mandela effect. People say, no, no, no. This really is the science fiction explanation because we have the echoes of it. Right. Okay. There's one that got me big time. The American Gothic painting. Are you familiar with that? When I say the American Gothic painting. Not off the top of my head. The farmer with the rake. It's very iconic. Yes. Okay. 
now now I can picture it. Okay. Is that the farmer and his wife or the farmer and his daughter? I cannot tell you. I don't remember. It's the farmer and his daughter, which okay. when you go to look at the photo and I'm going to bring it up and you just tell me if this is how you remember this thing looking because I don't at all. And the funny thing is Zach and I recreated the farmer and his wife. You we guys are funny. the photo. So <laughs> I'll have to find it and put it up if I can you find should. it. And we like when we were had not even been married a year, <laughs> we were very young <laughs> and we were thinking it's funny because we were playing these older people and we had this hay rake and it was just funny. So to me, the thought that that was the farmer and his daughter, I never thought that or I wouldn't have recreated it with my husband. (laughs) Right? So funny. So I'm just going to pull it up here for Monica and y'all should go Google it yourself. So this is the photo. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's how I remember it. Yes. So, uh, so the name of it is the farmer and his daughter. And a lot of people remember it where she's also looking you in the eye but she's not she's looking off to the side and only the farmer is looking at you so that's one that a lot of people are like no 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 it's an old lady and that's how I remembered it an old lady wearing a darker dress looking straight on and she definitely had gray hair and this Mm. lady has blonde hair Mm -hmm. and when I did look this picture up earlier today I was like that does not look like my memory that doesn't mean that it's not true and I don't think that it's because we've shifted timelines or anything (laughs) (laughs) to kind of explain why people think it's the farmer and his wife I mean when you look at it now in very modern times as opposed to just kind of modern times Mm -hmm. that hairstyle is worn by really old people in movies that you see that are really old so sure why couldn't you just in your memory remember gray hair instead of blonde but the hairstyle is what makes her look old now if she had her hair cascading down her shoulder in curls, you might just think that she's an angry teenager because her dad kept her home to plow the field. Yes. Now, when you go to read more about this particular phenomenon, it was named an Iowa farmer and his wife in a newspaper. (laughs) So I think that's where that started, even though the painter did not have that intent for it. But so see, that's one where you can find the evidence back. But collectively, collectively, our memory wasn't just the name of it because I didn't really I even forgot it was called American Gothic it's not called the farmer and his wife it's called American Gothic is the name of it which I want to I want to know why he named it that but that's a different story actually if we talked about American Gothic in general as a podcast episode that would be really cool like American Gothic plus this photo would be Mm -hmm. awesome okay sorry we digress we're always thinking of new episodes if there's anything you want us to talk about hit us up uh, send us an email or you can find us on Instagram at to Monica's podcast and tell us DM us tell us what you want to hear about yeah so that's that was one that got me to um, again it does not make me believe that CERN is out there making black holes (laughs) (laughs) but there here's a few that I thought would be fun to dive sect and use our common sense and critical thinking. So in the movie Risky Business, what is Tom Cruise wearing during the dance scene? What do you remember off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, he's wearing a white button down dress shirt and socks. Anything else? Was he wearing sunglasses or was he not wearing sunglasses? I don't think he was wearing sunglasses. So part of that is right. He was not wearing sunglasses, but he was actually wearing a pink in white striped shirt. So he's not I think wearing- it depends on the quality of your TV, <laughs> how well that would translate. Right. So I think that this collective memory of him being in a white shirt with the sunglasses comes from the fact that the risky business cover, mm-hmm. he's wearing sunglasses. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that right there. And then the white shirt versus the pink shirt. To me, that comes from what do you have available? Well, we all probably have a white shirt available and that's mm-hmm. what people choose because they were trying to be like that. Yeah. And I do understand this phenomenon because back in the day I had a business and this story might intrigue some people, but I used to remake Barbie dolls. And I had a client who commissioned me to do 20 different Katy Perry Barbie dolls. Whoa. 
Yeah. Katy Perry obsessed? Clearly. (laughs) I had to remake every single Katy Perry costume, basically, back when Katy Perry was big into the costumes, when she had the dark hair. And I couldn't always make it be exactly what Katy Perry did. And so when I was talking to that client, I had to tell her, look, sometimes it's going to be the essence of what was on stage. So even though she may not have worn the huge bow with this particular dress, I'm going to do Mm -hmm. that so you get the vibe right and that's what I think a lot this Mandela effect thing is especially when it comes to pop culture is people were just creating a vibe kind of like the difference between writing a book versus having the same story be told in the movie it's not always going to translate medium to medium to medium especially when you're translating it to a Halloween costume right I think that makes a lot of sense I mean sometimes people just need to recreate the essence of what they've seen. And then that becomes the memory. Exactly. Exactly. Here's another one. I don't know if you're familiar with Judge Judy. Have you ever watched her? Yes. Okay. Does she use a gavel? No, I think that was Judge Wapner. Okay. And I don't know if Judge Wapner did or not, but people swear that Judge Judy uses a gavel. Now my brother, he is a super autobiographical memory. So he can tell you anything about his life down to, if you said March 8th, 1988, he would tell you if that was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Good grief. That's yeah, amazing. he would tell you possibly what car you were driving at the time. He would possibly be able to tell you things like maybe what you ate that day. Wow. It's and he can say that about himself, but he can even tell me that about myself. He'll say, No, no, Monica, you didn't have Brady yet when this happened. I'll be like, What? I didn't. He's like, No. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I just texted him and I said, Hey, does Judge Judy use a gavel? And he said, No, she does not, but she does does pound her fist and she does pound a pen. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, and I think that's my mom watches judge Judy all the time. I could have, I could have phoned a friend to answer. Could have phoned one. a friend. Oh, that would have been nice. That would have actually been fun. Maybe in the future we'll think about that, but your mom may have said, yes, she may have said no, but I yeah. think it's because she's a judge. And of course a judge pounds a gavel and judge Judy pounds something. So something. you're like, that's a gavel clearly. Mm-hmm. And I think that explains it again, not a quantum computer. <laughs> yes, not a quantum computer. Another one is how do you spell the Adams family? The Adams part. Um, I'm going to go with two D's because they're a little freaky. And that would be how you spell it if you're a little freaky. Exactly. A lot of people think it's spelled A-D-A-M-S, but why would they spell it the way everyone else spells it? The reason you want to believe it's spelled A-D-A-M-S is because that's how you spell Adam's family. Right. The correct way to spell Adam. I do have a question. I I believe that I'm going to get this right, that this is your favorite airline. So tell me the name of your favorite airline. Alaska Airlines. Okay. Now that one, it's Alaska Airlines, is one that's considered part of the Mandela because everyone thinks it's Alaskan Airlines. Oh, well then obviously they don't fly it very much. That's what I thought. I was like, well, clearly you just see it in passing. Right. You don't actually fly it, which is why I thought it'd be good to ask you that question. Ask my brother the Judge Judy question. And then there was a question I asked myself, which is, do the Smurfs have tails or no tails? Do you remember? Uh, I think no tails. They have tails. What? Um, But I had little stuffed animals. So I remember their little blue tails on the stuffed animal. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think that if you just watched it, it wasn't as prominent. And plus you're- No, it's not as prominent. Rear end, like the smoothness of their heads probably. But when you have a little thing, a tangible thing that you touched, you're less likely to be part of the Mandela effect. Just like you're less likely to think Alaskan Airlines because you've actually been on the airline. So, and the same with Mark, he's watched every Judge Judy. And I think some of the other things that we've talked about, again, it goes back to pronunciation. Mm-hmm. In certain parts of the country, people put an S on the yes. end of companies, on the end yes. of, you know, yeah, mostly on the end of companies and, mm-hmm. and other random words. And so then they think that it's JC Penney's, but it's not. It's JC Penney. Yeah. And a lot of people it's think not that it's not It's It's yes. Kmart. Yes. Even with JC Penney, and you and I would know how it's spelled because as it came up in the prom episode, that's somewhere mm-hmm. that you and I shopped, although yep. I think I cut that, y'all. But we talked about it. <laughs> 
But I knew how Penny was spelled because my mom's name is Penny and the way that JC Penny spelled Penny is not how my mom spelled her name. So I think that if you've had some sort of personal reference point, then you're not susceptible to the Mandela effect. I would agree. So Monica, I thought we'd look at a couple more just to end the episode here and tell me what you think about them. So here's one of the bigger things that started the Mandela effect other than Nelson Mandela. Is it the Baron's... Stein bears or the Berenstein bears, the cute little country bear family that we all read and loved when we were kids. You can say something wrong forever. And then when it's pointed out, you're like, oh, I said that wrong. But other people are like, no, there's this place called CERN and they're making a black hole. I don't know. I, it's just funny how people, what people do. I do like the black hole theory. It's actually, the theories are really fun, but they are not. Uh... Do you ever use Febreze? Yes. People swear it had two E's in the breeze part. I've used this thing since it was invented. It's only had the one E. on. Yeah, one, one E, again, it's a play on words. They didn't spell everything exactly Right. right. It's like people can't, they just can't compute that. So Fruit Loops, now that you see now it. Now that I'm there, seeing it. Yeah. yeah. The two O's and the two O's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The two Again, O's. It's marketing. Are, exactly. So a lot of the Mandela effect is marketing. So what about the Coca-Cola with or without the dash? I'm going to say without the dash. All right. Let's see. <laughs> No, it's got a dash. It's got it a, dash a dash everywhere. But that's what I was going to say because I really like Coca-Cola. But again, I wasn't confident in my answer, right? And plus, does that's it have to bad. do with not wanting to be wrong? Or does it have Maybe. to do with <laughs> actual confidence? Maybe. Okay, so we got one last one here and then we'll wrap up. In the famous Christmas book about the Grinch, what is the correct title? The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, or The Grinch Who Stole Christmas? The Grinch. It's actually how the Grinch stole Christmas. I know that because we read the book a lot. It was one of Mm -hmm. Lillian's favorite books. So I have seen this cover (laughs) so many times that if it had actually been the Grinch, I would believe in the uh, quantum computing theory at that point. All right. Well, Monica, I hope you had a good time today. I like thinking about things like this. I like discovering why we think, why we make decisions, uh, how others' opinions can affect us, how we as a society can do things together. Like this has had so many elements, including conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat, psychology, fun. Like it's fun to look and see because you have a little guessing game and we're going to get it right. So I hope that you had a fun time today too. Do you think that maybe you'll talk to Paul about the Mandela effect? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure when I go through this with him, he's going to get some wrong, just like I got some wrong as far as what really happened and what we remember happening. Also, going through all of this made me wonder about memories that we don't actually have, but we've heard stories so many times that we think we have those memories. I'm sure that's a different effect, uh, but it just got me curious about that. Yes. There's so many different types of these memory phenomenon. There's one where you think you invented a saying, a dance move or an idea, and it's actually already been invented. I mean, that's a phenomenon that we have. You may or may not have experienced. There's so many. It's very intriguing. Oh, super fun. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. And we cannot wait to share more interesting topics with you in the future. Thanks so much for letting us be part of your day whether that's folding socks, driving to work, or getting in your cardio. We're happy to provide you with some entertainment about nothing serious, seriously. For extended show notes, please head over to our website, monicaspodcast.com. That's with the number two. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Two Monica's Podcast and find us on Pinterest at Two Monica's Podcast. If you'd like to connect with us directly, email us at Two Monica's Podcast at gmail.com. Awesome. That was fun.